In today's show, we've got a stalwart of Australian darts, and he is a, not only a great darts player, but a great bloke. He's not only won around the world, he's also won in steel tip and soft tip, and he at the moment he's over in the UK preparing for the World Championships, and I'd like to welcome, uh, I'd like to start calling him a little bit of a mate, and that's James Bailey. Welcome to the show, James. Thanks, Peter, mate. Glad to have, be on here, mate. Yep, so you've been over, I think it's nearly three weeks now in, in the UK? Yeah, just over three weeks now, yeah. yeah. So coming from Australia where we haven't had um, a real hard time with COVID and then going over to UK where they've got it pretty bad, how difficult was it for you to, to get to the UK with like visas and and everything and travel to, to get over there? Um, the, the difficult part was was getting uh, basically three weeks notice um, and then trying to organise everything in that three weeks. Like I did have an inkling that it was going to happen, um, but I really couldn't put anything in place until I got that final phone call. Yeah. So then once I got that final phone call, I had so much to do with my business because um, I, I was running several guys. I had to reduce my business by a third. Yep. I had to go to all my clients and knock so much work back and then arrange everything for me to be away for three months. Um, yeah, the visa part, I'm allowed to be in the UK for six months yep. and play the sport without a visa. Yep. If I am successful in getting a tour card, I've already got, got it all ready to go for when I go back to Australia. I can get all that organised in a couple of weeks and then I could come back. Um so that wasn't so much of an issue trying to organise a visa. But having everything in place, getting letters, getting the DFAT approval, the DFAT approval actually to be, was quite quick. Yep. Um, there was a couple of things that you had to have a good legitimate reason for leaving the country, but their requirement was you must leave for three months. Okay. Well, that, that that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair call because, you know, with the work that the, the government's done to protect our border... Um, you can understand that that they don't just want someone going for a holiday and then then coming back. So yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, but as for coming into the UK, it was so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I had all my paperwork. I printed all the documents up. Had a whole folder there ready to show border security and that. Walked straight up, showed him my passport, and walked straight through. Yeah, it'd be interesting I if you. I'll yeah, it, it, it's strange because you, you hear everything that's um, going going on over there with the you know the increase of cases and things like that. But you think they'd be a little bit more protective of um, of their borders. <laughs> but but it's interesting, even like me and Hope's are in an apartment and yep. we only go out for food and so forth. So we don't go out for walks or anything because there was a lockdown when we when we got here. Yep. But when you do go out, the amount of people still not wearing masks and so forth, it's just like people don't care over here. It's yeah. a completely different mindset to back home. So Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit um a little bit weird. Now let's get on to the real, real main thing why we've we've got you on the show, and that's uh, this year's world championships. Uh, you've been there before and I think I spoke to you not long after it and you were a little bit frustrated last year with, with your performance. But this year um, watching you online and, and and a few of the tournaments online that you've had really, really good form back here on in the online tournaments and you've 
done exceptionally well there. How's things going over there with practice and and getting ready for the world champs? Um, look, to be honest, I, I struggled with the practice side of things when I first got over here. Um, it, it's coming right at the right time, I think. Um, it's a bit like when I first started playing online darts. I couldn't, I struggled to get the concept of it until one day it just clicked. Yeah. And then, and that's what I feel like my practice has been doing the last two weeks, or well, the first two weeks of my practice. I was practicing up to about four to six hours a day. Yeah. And I was struggling. I was just sitting in the mid 80s, low yep. 80s, and I just could not understand why. Um, in the last week or so, I've had some really cracker of a gains. Yep. And that's just built my confidence straight back up. It's, it's just like my game is back. Yep. It's just like something clicked. So I think the two weeks of preparation uh, with a bit of frustration, I needed that to wake myself up. Yep. And, and I think I'm starting to hit it at the right time. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good to hear that, you know, like we've got um, four uh, guys in the first round. So that's yourself. I'll, I'll call Hopes a, an Aussie. We'll take him on unless he loses. Um, and then we've got uh, Gigi Matters and, and Damon in that first round. And, you know, like it's it's so good to see so many Aussies over there again. A um, bit disappointing that Kyle's not there, but he would have been the, the other one in there as well. But your first match is against uh, young Callan Ritz, and he's been in pretty good form. So... How do you think you got to get around Callan? I don't think I really need to get around him. I think he just has to perform just like I do. Yep. At the end of the day, it's just like two dart players getting up onto a board and having a crack at each other. Um, yeah, he's throwing some great darts. And, mate, I've been throwing some great darts as well. Yep. So I think it's just going to be whoever takes their chances on the day. Yep. Whoever's going to hit that hold their nerve on that double, I think, similar to what I was trying to do against Rob Cross last year. Yeah. Give me a shot and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it. Yeah. You know, give me a shot or you're going to win the match. Yeah, because this is a so, – It's going to be vice versa. Yeah, this is a little bit of a different format with the, the set format, the best of best of five, first of three. And, um, and I – yeah, the critical thing is is winning that ball, I think. Yeah. Even in play, I think the critical aspect is winning that ball. Yeah. Because it gives you that confidence that is, if it is just going on throw, that you, mentally you've got to have that mindset that okay, if this is, keeps on going here, I've got the strength side of it with with the bull. Yeah, and if you're always holding your throw, and they're holding their throw, you, you, one, you know, you're both throwing solid darts. Yeah. But two, it gives you that confidence if you can keep holding that throw. The moment that person fails a little bit, you're just going to jump it. Yeah. And. Um, there's a point that you made there, and I think um, it, it's good for any dart player that you've just got to play the board yourself. And that was one thing yeah. when um, when I played you at the – I think it was the Queensland Closed or, or whatever it was. Um, that was one thing that I, I learned. You didn't even know I was there playing darts. You were just concentrating on what you were doing, and that was the first time I really noticed it. That that's what you got to do playing darts is just concentrate on your own board and do your own thing and not worry about the other player. Yeah, and on, on, I know a lot of people stand there and watch the player play, even while they're playing them. I'm not a big fan of that. I try not to do that because if if they're having a shocker and you're watching them actually throw, I don't think it puts the pressure back on you. 
because if they're, if they're walking up going 45, 60, 60, 81, yeah. it can actually tend you to go into that trap yourself. As, as I turn around to a few players myself and say, I can drag you down to my level any time. Well, I think sometimes that's what it can do. So, yeah, yeah it, it's just about, I mean, you've got a caller there calling out the score, so you don't need to watch what they're doing. No, and it was quite interesting that you say that because um, during the player championships, I think it was, Simon actually said that, that he stopped watching the player throw and it's improved yeah. his game. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, a real good thing now. I I think uh, the the world, and I could be wrong here, but just watching you play, I think the world championship format, the the longer format, suits you because you, you you can be up and down during a match, and this just lets you um, get get yourself settled a bit more. So one of the things there though is that. Um, there's no tie breaks. Do you think that's going to make any difference to to it, or no? I just think it'll make some of the games go quicker because <laughs> once you get down to the nitty gritty and in the last, how how many games you know have you seen, particularly from top level players, go back forth, back, back forth, forth, back yeah. forth? At the end of the day, they everybody now knows you get to the last game, you just got to smack it. Yeah, it's the winner take all. Now, one of the other things. Um, that you did last year and it'd be good to hear for the audience this time. Are you going for Q School again? Yes, I am. Yep. You're looking forward to it? Mate, I'm hoping to make the top eight in the world so I don't have to go to Q School. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you you now, Q Q School is tough. Yeah. Anyone that goes to Q School and thinks it's easy, it is tough. Yeah, because it was – was it – Last year, that it was pretty heartbreaking for Gigi. He just missed out last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And the year before for me in Germany, you know, I had a great – I played some great darts and I missed out too. Yeah. Um, I think I missed out by nine points or uh, five points or six points. Um, yeah. And there was games there that I could have won that I didn't win. Um, but, yeah, when I went to Germany last year, I just found it – a very frustrating time for me. I, I don't know what it was last year, yep. but um, like I've said to a few people, I've got a complete different mindset this year. No, that's good. You know, like um, that was the one that really, really shocked me when I did contact you and, you know, said, you know, you did the best you could and you, you fired back and you you were dead honest and, I, and it was just so much respect for you that you just turned around and said, no, that was crap. You, you were just straight up and, and that was crap. But, mate, I'm like that. If I win and I throw crap, I'll tell you I got lucky. Yeah. If, you know, if I have a good game and I've lost, hey, that's, you know, that's darts. They still threw better than me at the end of the day. Yeah. That's just what you'll get from me. You know, I, sorry, mate, I just don't. Yeah. I, I just don't believe in going, oh, yeah, I played well when I played shit. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's, that's refreshing because um, I've had the fortunate time to, you know, I've interviewed some good golfers over the, like, Adam Scott level golfers, and they'll they'll talk themselves up all day every day, even if they've you know hit a eighty two, you know, and it's just ridiculous, you know. And they, and I think it's a learning curve that if you are honest enough to say, yep, put your hand up and say, yep, that was crap, you learn from it, you know, like you you learn from your mistakes. I, I don't think it does. You, I don't. I personally don't think it does you mentally any good if you've gone out and you've struggled through, and and you know, and you think I. Sh- 
you know, I played well. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't think it does you good mentally at all. Yeah. I think you just need to tell yourself, come on, you didn't do so well there, mate. You really need to focus on it. Yeah. Wake up a bit and, and do what you know you can do. Yeah. And that, that's really, really, really good. Now, the, the, the next bit we're going to go on to, and I, um, I've done on wejustlovesports.com uh, the 12 days of Christmas gifts for, for the dart fanatics. And your day one, you were day one, and you, you keep on getting out there with your darts, the limited edition James Bailey darts. One of the things that intrigues me is um, what brings you to the design weight and, and how the dart looks and feels. How did you get to, to that design? Oh, years ago, I started playing with the old-style Bob Anderson 20 grams. And, you know, they're a 46-mil barrel. And they're probably the darts that I liked the most. I used to, when I first started, I was throwing 23 grams, 26. I changed so many different type, types of barrels. And I ended up finding the lighter barrel better. Yep. Um, I felt it suited my style of throw better. And then when I got the opportunity through Trinidad to design my own barrel, I had already been working with a mate of mine who has a lathe. Yep. And we've done up a barrel. So we sent that to Trinidad. They produced it. And then it wasn't long after I said to them, oh, I need to change something on it. And the main thing I wanted to change was the front grip because there never used to be a grip okay. around the front grip section. Yep. Right near the point. And that's where my finger sits. And so I wanted to put a grip in that section. Still keep a similar style barrel. Yep. Put a grip on that section. And yeah, and that's how I finally came up with that and I'm really happy with them. No, it's it's really, really good. Like I been fortunate enough to, to photograph a lot of you guys at the World Series. Um, you get a little bit closer to, to see how you all hold your darts and, and, and throw your darts. And that was one thing I did notice, that you, you hold your dart very – you've got – I call it like your trigger finger fairly close to the point. So you would, yeah. need, you would need the grip there. So, yeah, no, it's, it's quite interesting. But um, one of the – the other things that um, always intrigues me about people playing in major tournaments is who do you think uh, will be the standout player? Not the winner, but the standout players that to look for uh, in in the in the tournament. Well, I'd, I'd have to say. I've got two in my mind from that stood out from me from watching what's happened on the tour this year. You got Jose de Souza. Yep. And Damon. Yeah. If you look at their transition in moving to the professional circuit, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it just shows if you put your mind to it and you want to focus on it because it is their job. Yep. Focus on it as your job. Look at what you can do. Yeah. I mean, Jose's always been a great player. I've played him in a lot of soft tip tournaments yep. around the world. And we've had some great battles, and he's always been a good, solid player. He stepped it up that next level. Damon, very strong on the Australian circuit. You know, he was always sitting around that 90 average mark. Yeah. He's come over here and he's grabbed it with both hands, and now he's a high 90s player. Yeah. Consistently high 90s. Yeah. He played the home tour group the other day at 113.4, 104, yeah. 99. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like, it's the 
the hard step, you know, it was like me. I was in a in a, in a comfortable job earning, you know, six figures and, and things like that. And then I always wanted to become a – or do photography. And it's okay when it's a hobby, but when you actually step away from the comfort zone and have to make it a living, that's when you you learn that, hey, okay, this is, this is serious stuff. And – you know, that's what I've seen with, with Damon. You know, he's had a tough year in his rookie year where he's had to go from over in the UK back to Australia and then back over, but he seemed to have handled it real well. And, and, and look, I must say, um, as, a, as coming over here and not working 12 hours a day... Yep. And not, you know, not not being used to getting, you know, I'll pick them up on a Tuesday night, I'll pick them up on a Saturday, that's it. Yeah. When I used to play the DBA tour, I mightn't pick them up for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, play club dark, I mightn't pick them up for three weeks, but that week beforehand, I might have a good two, two, two hour practice sessions coming yeah. into the week before the DBA. Um, and that's one thing I've had to change my mindset on too is I've come over here to do a job. Yeah. I haven't come over here just to play another game. And if I want to be serious about it and have a good crack at this and have a good crack at Q school, I have to change my focus on it's just not rolling the arm over for a practice. Yeah. So, and, and that's where I think my mindset's changed in the last week or so is I, I had to wake myself up a bit because I haven't been. Yeah, and it, and has having to go over like without thinking, I suppose, is the best way because you did have that, you know, you only had three weeks to get ready to get up over there and now you've had this good period of time there where you, you're around darts players um, and, and the mindset changes. You know, like you're there, as you mentioned, you're there with Hooper Pua from New Zealand and he's he's just played the World Cup with Katie Harris. So he's been there for a long time and the, the focus is becoming more and more darts, not work and darts. Does that, does that help? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and mate, I must say it's been awesome having, you know, having hopes here with me because yeah. we bounce a lot of things off each other, and, and we've been talking a lot between ourselves, and I think that truly helped me a lot. And so, yeah, he, he's been a good rock for me while I've been over here too. So, yeah. So as this is a pod a podcast, and it'll be around forever and a day. One of the things I like to do when I, I interview people is give them an opportunity to just sit there and take their time and thank the people that have helped them get to where they are today. And here's your chance, mate. Go ahead. Mate, first of all, my sponsors, Trinidad and Condor, I can't thank them enough. You know, they picked me up in 2015 and they stuck, they stuck with me and they've let me know they want to stick with me again next year. So that's, you know, that's something that, you know, I value a lot. Um, but, look, I can't thank my wife and, you know, Declan, you know, even my daughter, she's nine. She doesn't fully understand it. Uh, she's had a couple of bit of a meltdowns about me going away and so forth. But, like, mate, Paula, she's just, she is my rock. Yeah. You know, she's in the world. So she she's probably the one that's pushed me the most. Yep. Um, more than anyone. Um, and so it's just so great to have her in my corner. And, like, while I'm away over here, Declan's, yeah, whilst I still have daily conversations with him, but he's doing all my scheduling, all my sorting for my business. Yeah. You know, I've gone back to two guys from, you know, 
um, and he's just looking after those two guys. And, and Ollie and Jeff, they're, they're the two guys working for me, mate. They're, they're keeping things running for me while I'm going over here. Yep. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I do, you know, want to also say thanks to Mac Alkin yep. uh, and Tom Fennell because uh, we found out last week that my shirt's were um, wrong. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we could have put Nico Penn on the collar and that sort of things, yeah. but it's still not the same. You're going onto a world stage. You want to feel you want to feel part of it. You don't want to go, you know, every every TV tournament I seem to go to and something's wrong with my shirt. Yeah. Um, but Mac um, just turned around and said, mate, we'll look after it. We'll fix it up. And, yeah, yeah and I said to him, send me the bill. He said, I've already paid for it. He said, don't worry about it, it's my shout. And just little things like that mean a lot, yeah. you know. Um, and I actually had a visit from a really good friend of mine, um, Stephen Bailey, before I left, uh, which meant a lot to me because he had a motorbike accident back on Australia Day. Yeah. And there was a, lot, uh, a few times there where we didn't know if he'd make it. Yep. Um, he's back at work now. Yeah. Um, Great to see him back at work, doing a lot of the things that he used to do. But, mate, um, he gave me something before I come over here, which I value a lot. Uh, you know, I won't say what it was, but it's, yeah, you know, I really thank him for that as well. Uh, it's good. It, it sounds like you've got a, an excellent group of people around you. And and when you're trying to, to chase a dream, and it, it, that's the, the main thing, you know, like as – we discussed, and I openly discussed now, I have troubles with depression. And once you get a solid team around you, you realise that, yeah, they've got your back. And it sounds like you've got that with with everyone there from Trinidad and right through to your daughter, even though she doesn't understand. Yeah, but also just like Danny Kilbain, Darkstream Live, like John Kiley found out, you know, that I didn't have any raffles or anything run. He's He ran a raffle for me. Yep. It's just... So much support out there. It's just, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so what we do is um, yeah, make sure that when you listen to or whoever listens to this episode, which is normally a fair few people, follow the links down below and um, there'll be things there off to where you can buy James's darts because even though I, I feel like I've got to run up like a javelin and throw them because I'm used to 26-gram darts, they are a very, very nice <laughs> They are a very, very nice dart and, and that helps James's profile as well. And, um, yeah, anything that we can do for you, mate, um, here at We Just Love Sports, just let us know and we'll be more than happy to, to get information out there in, in the marketplace for you. But... Um, all I'd like to say from here, buddy, is that um, I've watched you play a fair few times now and all I'd like to do is wish you all the best in the Endeavour at the World Championships and then Q School because if there's anyone in, in Australian darts that deserves uh, a good run at the World Champs, it's you uh, and that's a, an honest thing. I, um, you know, like that first time that I played you at that Open Championship or Close Championship, what are, some of the things you gave me, it, it, it wasn't darts advice, it was life advice too, just to make me think a little bit bit better and I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, we just wish you all the best here, not just here at We Just Love Sports, but everyone in Queensland and Australia. And uh, I'd just like to thank you for being part of the show. No, mate, my pleasure and thank you very much for having me on, mate. <laughs>